It is Wednesday, June 23rd. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to another podcast episode here of Weather Weatherwise. Excuse me. Uh, Got to get that out here on a Wednesday. All right. We're going to talk about Tropical Storm Claudette. We know Claudette is done now. Uh, it's pretty much off the coast of Nova Scotia and uh, right now. And uh, we are going to be talking about what impacts Claudette had on the United States, where it formed. We're going to go through its life cycle and just review uh, some things that Claudette uh, did because it did unfortunately turn out to be a deadly storm, although it was just a tropical storm. And that just goes to show you, you know, these tropical storms can still do a lot of damage. Uh, so we're going to get in on that and uh, talk about it. I am, again, Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside Meteorologist Sloan Haynes. All right, Sloan, let's talk about Claudette here, the third named storm of the 2021 Atlantic hurricane season, but it was the first system to make landfall in the U.S., right? Yep, it was the uh, first storm of the season to make landfall, and I believe um, news sources were calling it the first deadly storm um, of the season due to the loss of life because of the system. Right. Unfortunately, we had tornadoes that were spawned uh, from this system. Uh, we even had uh, traffic accidents, a pileup mm -hmm. on the highway. I think we're going to talk about that too, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Those so were um, some of the or some of the events that caused uh, Claudette to be deadly, but Heavy rainfall, that was a major threat with this system. We saw that all along the southern states, and some of that rain made it through just like the most southern part of Delmarva, an outer rain band. I was watching it on a Monday afternoon. That's right, yeah, and it actually started in the Bay of Campeche, right, all the way down, mm -hmm. um, far down into the Gulf of Mexico, and eventually we were tracking this low, you know, about a week or so ago, and it was right around June 12th when we were watching the system. And then eventually by the 17th of June, that's when it became potential tropical cyclone. And we were like, okay, this is gonna come up towards the Gulf Coast and we need to watch this. And they started issuing tropical storm warnings uh, pretty quickly mm -hmm. when you know, the system formed and then eventually became a tropical storm on the 19th, but by then, it had already made landfall in Louisiana, which was quite interesting. Yep. And what's also interesting about Claudette Daniel is that you and I saw it in a few of the um, meteorologist Facebook groups were in the um, debate about it becoming a tropical storm because it had the wind speed to become a tropical storm before it made landfall, but it didn't have the close center of circulation that defines a tropical system. So that's why it wasn't named until after landfall, after um, it had made landfall. Then it was becoming tropical storm Claudette, about 45 miles south of New Orleans. Right, and it, and it was a pretty disorganized system. I remember talking mm -hmm. about it um, just last week, uh, tracking it and, and saying there was a lot of dry air on the western side. It didn't have that closed, organized low. And it's always been a debate in the meteorological community whether we should name these storms based off of, you know, classic definitions of what a tropical storm should be, or 
should we go ahead and name them tropical storms? Because if you don't name them, perhaps people won't take them as seriously. And, you know, we had a debate with Sandy way back. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, was that 2013 um, or 2012? 2012. Yeah, with Sandy um, about whether we should start, you know, defining these storms not just off of their wind speeds. You know, mm -hmm. we should maybe name them based off of the storm surge or not name them, uh, determine how strong they are based off yeah. of the storm surge as well and not just winds. So there's always these debates that go on every year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it made landfall just southwest of New Orleans and it spawned tornadoes and people were mm -hmm. injured by an EF2 tornado in Alabama. And, yep. you know, some people died, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. The Gulf states um, definitely had that severe weather impact from this tropical system, but they also had um, a lot of rainfall associated with it. Again, that was the thing that um, people were being aware about was because flooding is a major concern for the Gulf states. And we saw places that were under four to five feet of water because of the storm system moving through. But early Saturday mornings when it made landfall, but then by Saturday afternoon, it became a tropical depression again. Yeah, and then it continued traveling inland uh, through Mississippi, eventually through Georgia into South Carolina, into North Carolina. Unfortunately, where the tornadoes spawned, um, people died from that. Also, I believe all the deaths happened in Alabama, and it was 14 people mm -hmm. in total, some from the tornado and some from a pileup, unfortunately on the roads because the roads were so wet from the torrential rainfall yeah. uh, that was occurring. And there was a pileup on a highway in Alabama. And then something interesting happened right as it pushed through North Carolina and back out into sea, right? Into the ocean. You're right, Daniel. Something interesting did happen as it moved over North Carolina. We saw it um, regain the strength to become a tropical storm again. While there are already the uh, tropical storm warnings in effect for portions of North Carolina over the state, that's when it became a tropical storm early Monday morning at their um, 5 o'clock um, tropical weather outlook. That's when the National Weather Service realized it had re-intensified. And I was looking at some statistics about previous storms that had um, re-intensified, like how Claudette did, was that Cleo in 1964 also re-intensified, Agnes of 1972, and Danny in 1997. So this was the first advisory though issued when the storm was inland, when it had main landfall originally for this season. So that was something that was interesting to see it be named overland once, but then be named overland again. So it was named <laughs> twice overland, or uh, became a tropical storm overland. Right. It is possible for these storms to re-intensify over land, which has happened in the past. We, as you mentioned, we've seen storms re-intensify over land. We've seen storms go into land, weaken, then go back into the ocean and then re-intensify in the ocean. So um, weather is unique and typically we see weakening from a system, uh, but when it hits land. But sometimes we get interactions with the uh, topography, the geography mm -hmm. of the region, maybe another weather system, a trough or something moving in. And sometimes those other weather systems can work to re-strengthen these systems and intensify them. So it's always interesting to watch that for sure. But yep. yeah. And as quickly as, you know, Claudette moved up 
two in North Carolina quickly moved out of um, off land and moved back out to sea. We saw it stay as a um, tropical storm through the noon show on a Monday, but then later Monday night it began to weaken, and that's just because it came in contact with cooler waters. Um, again, warm waters, that's what tropical cyclones love. That's where they get all, really a good portion of their power from. So it didn't have that factor to keep its strength, to keep it going. So we saw it begin to um, weaken, and then by Tuesday it was just a remnant system. Yeah, right. It was actually yeah, the 11 o'clock advisory um, right as we were about to hit midnight into Tuesday. That's when it became a remnant low. They're just the remnants of Claudette. And now it's just off the coast of Nova Scotia hanging out. And it's heading, you know, off to the north and east. Uh, so towards uh, Newfoundland. And we will continue, you know, just watching that, see where it goes. But we're going to continue watching you know, approaching systems or more systems, I should say, because there's another one out there that we're keeping a close eye on again. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a disturbance uh, that's pretty disorganized right now, but it's about 500 miles east of the Windward Islands. And, you know, it's that time of year. There's only a 20% chance it will develop uh, in the next several days, but it's yeah. that time of year where we're going to start to see activity uh, fire up for sure. Yep, that's something that um, we've been talking about over the past couple of days on air, too, is monitoring this next system to see where it can go. But, Jess, um, I know Ulysses is working on this, so it's something for people to stay tuned for as in a future weather tidbit. As we're heading throughout these um, months during hurricane season, he's planning on doing a weather tidbit dedicated to the climatology of where storms originate and the paths they generally take during those certain months during the season. So keep your eyes out for that if you're um, interested, because we're starting – that into June, seeing where these storms are moving through the Gulf and everything. Right. He, he was showing me some of his work on that, so I'm looking forward to seeing his weather tidbits, talking about that. And, of course, you can always find Ulysses' weather tidbits on our website, 47abc.com. And uh, the next name, Sloan, on the list is Danny. So I'll be calling you Danny during that time period? Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Danny. I just don't love the name Danny. I've always gone by Daniel or Dan. So, but hey, it is pretty cool to see kind of a, mm. a list on there that's kind of my name. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> that's almost every meteorologist's dream. There you go. And let's, there is Daniel. There are Daniels out there, but I think that's in, on the Pacific list. Okay. Yeah, I've seen Daniels before out there, ones that have gone past Hawaii. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the Pacific list, not the Atlantic list, but there is a Danny. And that'll be the next name list, and we'll be tracking, you know, future systems. Is there anything else you want to add about Claudette right now, Sloan? Um, I just want to say we saw with Claudette how these systems can become deadly by um, dangerous roadway conditions from the rain and flooding concerns and even severe weather. So just always making sure that you are staying weather aware with us because we're always tracking these systems, but, you know, how they will impact Marva in one way or another because, while that did impact us way where it influenced our rip current risk, even though it didn't really impact us way impacted on North Carolina or the southern states. So just stay weather aware with us throughout this hurricane season. Yeah, very well said. I love that because, um, you know, Claudette was just a tropical storm, but it killed mm -hmm. 14 people. And even mm -hmm. if it wasn't named a tropical storm, it probably still would have killed people. And just because it doesn't have a name, please take it seriously. Claudette had a name, but not all of them are going to. Some of them might just yeah. be potential tropical cyclones. 
um, but they're still strong low pressures. We've had nor'easters, we've had snowstorms that have killed people just because of how strong the system is as a, as a low pressure. So there are lots of threats, as Sloan mentioned, not just flooding, not just rain, not just storms, not just tornadoes, not just rip currents, not just the winds. There's so many. So be sure to stay tuned. Keep it tuned to 47 ABC and we'll keep you updated. Of course, we're going to be back next Wednesday for another episode of WeatherWise. Stay tuned.